Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. It has been a while since I've been on the podcast. Janelle has been holding it down as I, you know, started my new job and moved to Philly, but now I am back y'all and I have a great interview. Today we're going to be diving into travel hacking, otherwise known as traveling for free 99. You know, we've had previous episodes where we talked about traveling for free and how we've had free flights using those points and all of that stuff, but we're really basic when it comes to this stuff. And that's why we're bringing on our guest. And our guest is Sheldon Martin, who is 27 years old, and he's from San Diego, California. He's an entrepreneur with several different businesses that all fall in the credit, finance, and travel hacking space. And I actually participate in Sheldon's um, credit um, close friends group, which is an awesome group that he has on Instagram. So that's how I kind of knew about him and the stuff he does with travel. And what's really cool is that he's been to over 26 countries and he's been to 30 out of the 50 states in the United States. So that's awesome, right up our alley. And um, he travels for free or for a fraction of the original cost. So I definitely want to learn some of his tips. So we're going to welcome Sheldon right now. So welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited about this conversation. But before we get into the tea, just tell us a little bit more about yourself and your travel related business. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you touched based on a lot of the, um, the basics there. Uh, once again, my name is Sheldon Martin. I'm 27 years old I'm from San Diego, California. Um, I basically have a bachelor's degree in business, have a master's degree in business and finance, um, worked in corporate for about five years until I became a full-time entrepreneur. Um, I have a couple of other businesses, but one of my businesses is basically um, where I teach people throughout the United States, millennials and different age groups on how to travel for free and a fraction of the cost. So I teach them different travel hacks, different credit hacks, um, different life hacks in general um, where they can use to to use to travel for free or um, a cheap price. So that's basically what I do in one of my businesses and how I um, you know, make a, make an income and so forth. That's super awesome. Love your story. I graduated from undergrad this past May. Um, I'm not in grad school, but 
our co-host Janelle is. So that's pretty cool that you got your education, you did the, the corporate route, and then now you're on the entrepreneurship route. So I think a lot of our audience can relate to just having different interests and definitely wanting to do their own thing. So you mentioned travel hacking. So I feel like some people just might not know what that is. What is travel hacking? Is it yeah. legal? Like what, yeah. what are you trying to put us on to? Exactly. So there's different levels of travel hacking. Okay. So you have um, your entry level travel hacker um, and I'll go all the way up to advanced. So your entry level travel hacker would be somebody that uses different methods such as um, one common one is something called credit card churning. So credit card churning is where you open up new credit cards. Of course, you would need a solid credit score to do something like this. Um, you open up uh, credit cards, travel reward credit, credit cards, and these credit cards have something called sign-up bonuses. So what a sign-up bonus would look like, it will say something like, hey, spend $3,000 and you get 60,000 points back, or spend $4,000 and you get 60,000 points back. So um, a lot of times, as from a beginner travel hacker point of view, um, you can use, you can spend other people's money to spend that $4,000. So basically one way I teach people from a very beginner point of view is like, say you go out to eat with, with five friends, you pay for the meal, have everybody else Venmo you say you have friends that live in different parts of town, ask them to pay their rent and then they'll just pay you and reimburse you. So that's how you can spend that $4,000 really quickly. Um, and get the sign-up bonus of 60,000 points. And most case scenarios, 60,000 points equals up to anywhere between $600 to $750 of free travel. And that's just one credit card. So imagine if you did this same process with four credit cards that gave you a 60,000 you know, point sign-up bonus, you will have, um, you know, you will have over $1,000 that you can use for travel for free. So that's the, the basics of what a travel hacker is. We leverage credit to... Um, travel for free and there's other ways you can do it outside of credit but that's how most people do it from a beginner point of view that's so awesome and I kind of laughed when you're explaining like paying for friends at dinner because yeah. Janelle and I like whenever we go out with friends we literally fight over who's gonna like pay for the dinner because we both want the points and so like that's so funny because we were just in uh, Washington DC for Janelle's birthday we went to this really fancy restaurant and it was Janelle's birthday so I let her pay but I was like dang like I could have had all those points exactly. um, <laughs> yeah so that's so funny um so I understand that like you have to have like use the points but like what has this allowed you to do like what are the actual like receipts like what have you done with travel hacking Oh man. So I've done so much. Um, I've been to, uh, 26 plus countries. Um, and I, you know, I'm only 27 and a lot of these countries I've traveled to has been, um, while I've been an adult. So it's not throughout my whole life for the most part it has been as, as I've been an adult. So I've been to Thailand, um, pretty much for free. I paid $80 for the full trip. Uh, I've been to Australia. I've been to Bali. I've been to a lot of different places. Um, and one thing that a lot of people actually don't know about is that a lot of people think that you only can use points for travel. You can use points for a lot of different reasons. One thing is for travel. Another thing is to, um, you can use it for cash. Um, so say you have 60,000 points, you can literally transfer that 60,000 points into your checkings account, um, which will be equal up to $600. And then one thing, one big thing that people don't know about is, for instance, I went to Cabo San Lucas um, last year. And when I went there, not only did I use the points to get the flight and the hotel and so forth, I also used the points for the activities. 
So like the uh, riding the ATVs, the zip lining, you can actually use your points for activities um, as well. As long as you have um, certain credit cards such as Chase, they have like an online portal where they have activities where you can use your points for it. And you get a good value for your points as well. So um, those are just some ways I've been able to leverage the points um, and, and pretty much do everything for free there. Yeah, I've been on Chase's portal. I don't have a Chase um, Sapphire card, but my dad has one. And I was talking to him and like he handed me his card and I was like, like, do you even know like what you could do with this card? And he was like, I don't know. I just got it. And like, literally I went and made him like a Chase online account. And this man had like a thousand dollars in there. And I was like, I should transfer this to my bank account. Like, (laughs) and yeah. And so like now every couple of months, he's like, Hey, like, do I still get those Chase points? I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> would have never known this if I wasn't in the close friends group with Sheldon. <laughs> all the secrets, you know, all the secrets. Right. Okay. So let's get into um, some details about how to travel hack because I think some people are like, okay, like this sounds awesome. Like, what do I have to do? Like, just like let's put down to rest some like things people might believe that aren't true. So like, do you have to be rich to travel hack? Like, what are the like prerequisites yeah so there are going to be some prerequisites um primarily uh you will like i said the the majority of the travel hacking comes from having good credit so if you do not have good credit of course you will have to repair your credit in order to start the travel hacking journey and like i said there is there are some free methods i'll go over those as well um but like i said having good credit is going to allow you to travel hack because a lot of travel hacking has to do with leveraging credit cards um, and signing up for the credit cards, applying for the credit cards, getting approved for the credit cards, getting a sign-up bonus, and you can actually close the credit card out, um, or you can choose to keep the credit card. Um, so that's basically the basis of travel hacking. And once you have those credit cards, there's even, we talked about the beginner travel hacking, there's advanced travel hacking techniques where um, I use something called manufactured spending and different things like that, where I don't actually have to worry about paying for people's dinner, paying paying for for people's rent. What I can do is I can use the bank's money um, to get the sign-up bonus. And essentially, I'm not spending any of my own money. And if you want me to go into detail, I can, but it's it's up to you. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'd love to go into detail. Let's just establish some more, I guess, context. Because I think it's so hard for people to believe, like, like yeah, if you post exactly. like I had a free flight to this or I went here for free, they're just like, what? Yep, and yep, exactly. especially if you do it more than once. Exactly. Yeah. So from a, like I said, from a beginner point of view, um, it just really has to do with, you know, the good credit, applying for credit cards that have good sign up bonuses and using your points in the best way possible. Because a lot of people, what they do is they get these points and they just burn the points. They transfer the the, they transfer their points into their bank account when that's not the best value. Because say you have 60,000 points, you can transfer it to your bank account for 600, or you can use it to travel for 700. It's worth $750 if you use it for travel, because mm-hmm. with certain banks you get, um, it's very difficult to explain, but essentially your points is worth a penny. So if you have 60,000 points, that's worth 600. Um, but if you, use them on the actual chase portal or whatever portal you're using you can get them for 1.25 so instead of it only being worth 600 it'll be worth 750 dollars so like i said just using the points and using getting the best value out of your points um but yeah a lot of it just really has to do with good credit 
getting credit cards and um, making sure you have a strategy in place so you don't get stuck in a position where you don't, you're not able to get a lot of points. Yeah, that makes sense. So you mentioned Chase. Um, so let's let um, the audience know like what credit cards are best for going about travel hacking in case they yeah. already have one of the cards or yeah. they're looking to apply for one. Yeah, for sure. So there's going to be a couple of different ones. Now, keep in mind, um, if you are a big traveler, um, if you are a huge traveler, you know, they have what you call premier credit cards, but those carry the, the highest annual fee. So when you get a credit card, sometimes it carries an annual fee. But if you're um, looking just to get into travel hacking, you're looking for your first travel credit card, I would recommend the Chase Sapphire Preferred um, as the first card. Um, that's the first travel hacking card I started off with. It has a $95 annual fee, so it's not expensive. Um, and then once you spend, I think, $4,000, you get 60,000 points back. But this sign-up bonus changes all the time. Um, the lowest one I've seen is 60,000 points. The highest one I've seen is 80,000 points. Um, and then with that card, I think you get like two points back for all travel. You get two points back for all restaurant purchases. So it's a pretty cool card um, as a beginner. Another card would be the Capital One Venture card. So the reason why I like the Capital One Venture card is because, once again, it's an intermediate level travel hacking card. Um, this card gives you 2% points on every on all purchases. So that's why I like this card because it gives you 2% points back on all purchases. And then it does have a $95 annual fee, but the good thing is that it's waived for the first year. So essentially you're getting this card for free the first year. Um, I think you have to spend $3,000 and you get 50,000 points. And then also it comes with TSA pre-check or global entry for free. And if you don't know what that is, essentially TSA pre-check is when you're at the airport and you see these long lines and then you see those people that kind of cut the line that's TSA pre-check. So you literally get that for free, which I think that's $85, um, $85 per, per membership. So that's why I like the Capital One Venture card. So those are gonna be the two biggest cards I like to add, uh, recommend for beginners or intermediate level travel hackers that's trying to get into the point system rewards and so forth. Cool. Yeah, I think that's definitely um, important because like right now I have, I only have one like travel card per se and it's the... Delta Amex one. Okay. Yeah, and that's a cool. I like that one because like for a period of time, like when I lived in LA, I was only flying Delta. So it was like, I only needed my points to go to Delta. Okay. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So in that case, it makes sense. Um, because if you're like a uh, me, I don't really care who I travel with. So I'd rather get a more broad travel car where I can use like with Chase, Capital One, American Express, opposed to like you have what you call your hotel and flight cards, which would be like Delta specific cards, United specific cards, Hilton, Marriott, et cetera. So those are good cards as well if you are loyal to that brand. Okay, cool. Good to know. Yeah, because I'm thinking like now that I don't live in LA anymore, like yeah. I'm not using, I mean, I'm not even traveling that much, but um, <laughs> like I want to get a more broad card like i think i'm gonna try to get the chase one because i want to be able to either get points or cash back because like now with less travel um i have like so i don't even know how many delta points i have right yeah. now because like i haven't used them since i left la um last march so i have so many points on that card 
That's good. That's good. And then I know um, as far as requirements, I, I totally just stumbled over that one. Requirements for travel hacking essentially is you want to be as close to 700 or 720 as possible. Ideally, 700 is fine. 720 is the best. Um, you want to at least have, uh, you want to try to get two years of credit history under your name. Um, and then you want to make sure you have 100%, 99 to 100% on-time payments. Um, and then you want to keep your so it's something called credit utilization, which means that um, it's a technical term, but essentially credit utilization just means that you keep your credit card under a certain percentage. So say you had a thousand dollar credit card. Um, you always want to keep that under 10% of the credit limit. And these are going to be like the requirements that you would need to travel hacking to get approved for some of these good travel hacking cards. Yeah, definitely the utilization point. Cause like, I think that's why I went with the like the delta card because yeah. like i had i got a really high credit limit and like yeah. all my other cards are like really low and so my utilization is like a one on that but everything exactly. else i'm like <laughs> dang i just bought one thing and y'all talking about i'm at 50 percent like exactly. utilization that's, exactly that's why the low limits can hurt you uh, terribly because you know 10 percent of ten thousand is a whole lot different from 10 percent of 300 you know so yeah Definitely agree with that. Okay, so for those new to just this whole concept, is there like specific airlines or hotels that only participate? Like, how do they know like where they can use these points? Because I feel like so many different cards have different partners. So like, what's the best way to go about choosing? Yeah, and see, this, this is where it gets tricky. And this is where you probably would need a mentor um, or do a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, research on YouTube. YouTube has a lot of good free information about like beginner level travel hacking. Um, because for instance, every bank is different. So um, when you have, say for instance, you bank with Chase, they have different um, ways to use your points than American Express would, right? So um, the best way to use your points is to use them through something called travel partners. So Travel Partners is basically, Chase has affiliate companies that they partner with, such as um, the Marriott, Hilton, uh, Southwest, United, et cetera. So what you will do is you'll transfer your points from Chase to that website. So you, of course you will have to create like a rewards program with um, say you flew with United often, you'll have to create a profile with United, create a rewards account, and you can transfer your points from um, from Chase Portal to United. Or the easiest way, you won't get the best value, but the easiest way is if you have Chase points, you can literally go book your trip through the Chase Travel Portal, and it's very simple. Um, they use a, um, a search engine, which I believe is, they use um, Expedia. Um, so usually their, their search engine matches up with Expedia, so it's not gonna be the best prices, but it's not gonna be the most expensive prices, and you can book your travel directly through Chase or directly through whatever bank that you have those points with, and that'll be the easiest way. But of course, it won't be the best value. Okay, great. And what would you say like is a mistake people make when just going through this process? Because I feel like there's so many rules with like yeah, chase yeah. cards or like don't apply this time or just like, yeah. I don't know, that part is stressful to me. So like, what would you say is just like a big thing to just avoid doing when going through this? There's so many like rules. So every bank has specific rules. For instance, Chase, you can't get it. Chase is gonna automatically decline you for a credit card if you've, been, if you've had five credit cards within the last two years. So if you've had five credit cards open within the last two years or you gotten approved for five credit cards, they're gonna automatically decline you. So what most people do is 
um, they go apply for all these other banks first, opposed to applying for the banks that have the most strictest rules. So that's where, like I said, you want to find a mentor because there's so, there's so many small variables and rules such as um, you got to know what banks are more strict, which banks are more lenient. For instance, American Express, they don't care about how many credit cards you've been approved for. They don't care about your hard inquiries. So usually if I'm going, if I'm applying for credit cards, I'm going to apply for American Express last because I know they're easier to get approved for. I'm going to apply for Chase first because I know they're harder to get approved for. So little things like that are some of the mistakes that a lot of people do. They go on YouTube, they watch one or two videos and they go apply for a bunch of cards. And if they're not doing the sequence right, they're not going to get approved um, for the cards they want to, or they're going to prohibit their, their ability to get approved in the future because they did the sequence wrong or they didn't know the rules of the banks. That makes sense. Yeah. So basically just at the end of the day, you just need to work with Sheldon. So like you keep saying mentors. So <laughs> tell me what, like I've before this, I didn't, I was like, what is a travel like hacking mentor? Like, what does that even mean? Like, I feel yeah. like this is the yeah. first time people are hearing about this or just like, they're just like, well, I'm gonna just Google this and figure it out. But it's yeah. a lot harder than that. <laughs> it is. It is a lot of information, but YouTube has a lot of free information and there's a lot of other travel hackers out there. Um, but like I said, there's a lot of some, there's a lot of advanced techniques that a lot of people don't know about. Um, so most definitely if anybody's interested, let me know. Cool. So um, let's just, um, spend our last couple of questions talking about 2020. Obviously, I love addressing this with all of our guests because 2020 was um, just the worst time for traveling. So like, what yeah, is yeah. it like running a travel related business during COVID? And oh. um, yeah, how has that been? Because I know it's like travel hacking, but like, where are you traveling though? Exactly. That's a great question. <laughs> question so first and foremost um i've been i'm always big on diversifying myself as an individual investing businesses etc so i i have several different online businesses and um you know basically online businesses that if this business didn't work well i have another business doing well if that business didn't work well i have another business doing well so that's my main focus is diversifying um, my income to make sure i have money coming in from different ways passive semi-passive and active income then also um, with my travel business, I don't only provide travel hacking um, education. Uh, my bread and butter is investing, actually. So I teach a lot of people about investing for beginners, investing for people that are intermediate. I teach people how to structure their investments, um, you know, even from a, a beginner level. So when we're talking about like the travel business, it's not only teaching people about travel hacks, but it's also teaching people about credit. I teach people how to repair their own credit, you know, um, how to start investing for, to build long-term growth. Um, and I also teach about different business models that they can start for $0 or, or basically um, low overhead to start a business so they can thrive during this coronavirus. A lot of people are getting laid off at work. A lot of people don't have jobs. So this group is teaching people how to start businesses and to be self-sustainable so they don't have to depend on corporate to pay their bills or feed their family's mouths. That makes sense. Yeah, we love to hear that. Um, we've had previous guests who have, um, they might be travel agents or they might, you know, do group travel trips. So it's great mm -hmm. to hear that you're diversifying and that that's definitely what people should be doing going into 2021. Like you just survived the pandemic. If you are not like yeah. getting multiple income streams right now, then I don't, I don't know what to tell you, um, exactly. but yeah, I think that's really important for anyone listening who's just thinking about having a side hustle, just knowing that 
you just got to do a lot of different things now. And that's just the way of the world right now. Um, So also in 2020, like, have you taken any trips? Um, And I'm interested to know because I think different people have different perspectives. Some people are like, I've stayed home. Some people are like, I was just in Mexico last week. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I've taken, I've taken a few trips. Um, Most definitely not as much as I would have liked to. Um, I was actually uh, supposed to be in a wedding this year, a destination wedding in Cancun that got canceled. But I've been to like Miami. I've been to uh, Phoenix a couple of times. I've been to Phoenix a lot of times, actually. Um, been to Miami a couple of times. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I've just been staying low, uh, laying low, um, because if I'm going to use my points to travel, I want to make sure I'm getting I'm getting the full experience. And if I'm traveling to a different country and nothing's open, it, it's a waste of my point. So I'm really just waiting um, until hopefully next year. Um, and then from there, and you know, hopefully I'll be able to travel a whole lot more than I did in 24. So yeah, I, what have I done? I don't know. I feel like I've just, I haven't done anything. My parents live in Florida. I visited them a few times and went to the beach, but <laughs> that's basically been, been what I've been doing. Yeah. And um, so how have you balanced in the past, just traveling with your multiple businesses and also just life balance? Cause I feel like a lot of people might think that travel can really interfere with just their day-to-day life so like what tips do you have for people who like might be entrepreneurs and also want to travel and things like that yeah so fortunately fortunately enough um you know when I did work in a corporate job my job was very lean on uh paid time off so when I first started it was three weeks a year um which is fine um but then after my first year we became unlimited PTO so unlimited paid time off essentially within reason so I was able to literally, you know, travel uh, every quarter. So at least once every three months, I was able to take like a two or three week trip. Because What I type drive. of company is this? Yeah, well, actually, a lot of companies these days. So if you're in college and you're looking for companies, a lot of companies are offering a limited paid time off because um, it's more appealing to the younger crowd and the younger generation, such as millennials and, and the group under us. So a lot of companies are actually providing unlimited paid time off these days. And a lot of them are providing work from home opportunities. So especially with coronavirus, if you're working from home, you can literally work from anywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, the best advice would be, I mean, if you could, if you're coming out of college, try to uh, find a lenient job that has decent PTO. And then, um, like I said, with me, I worked for five years straight. And I also was building my businesses and building my brands as I worked full time. Once my full-time or once my business's income surpassed my my full-time income with corporate, I quit my corporate job. So now I focus full-time on my businesses and now I have more time to travel. So that's what I would recommend. You know, don't try to do everything now. Um, You know, sacrifice at a young age and grind and try to build a brand or build an online business. And from there, once your online business is consistently making more than your full-time corporate job, then you're able to let that go and you'll have more time. So sacrifice and then have fun later. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. I feel like I'm gonna hit that crossroad eventually because I honestly, I didn't want to go into corporate, but I was like, let me take this job so I could just pay my rent and not have to use like other money to do that. But definitely like um, can see myself going that way because just like background for anyone who didn't know my parents and siblings are all entrepreneurs. So like, I'm the only person who like 
works the actual job. <laughs> well, I think you, got, you have some stuff going on though with, with your uh, with your brand and stuff, which is which is dope. So. Yeah, I think for me, it's more of just like the split attention. Yeah, like yeah. that just switching, like switching it up, like every five seconds. I think is definitely stressful. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Beyond that, let's um, get into our last question. So we always close out our podcast with just addressing like being black or being from a diverse background and how that affects your travel experiences. So just how has your unique perspective affected your experiences while traveling to new countries? Yeah, um, to be honest, I mean, I, I think I've had a lot of great experiences and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the areas I like to travel to. Um, I'm big on Caribbean islands. I'm big on traveling to beach locations. Um, so with that being said, um, I really don't, Europe has never been on the top of my list. Uh, like I said, so a lot of the places I travel to, where there's going to be a lot of other, um, you know, black and brown people. It's going to be a lot of other people that, um, you know, uh, that's been through a lot of the same situations that I've been through in life. But like I said, I really haven't had any bad situations. It's been nothing but positivity and good vibes everywhere I've been. Um, and I've pretty much made friends in pretty much every location I've traveled to um, for the most part. So, yeah, I mean, that's been my experience. Yeah, and I don't want to take your answer for granted because I think that's really important just for yeah. our community to realize, like, you don't have to go to Europe. Like, yeah, yeah. you don't have to. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah. And um, you can go where black and brown people are because, like, exactly. one, the food is going to taste better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and just, you're just going to have, I honestly just have way more positive experiences, like, in the Caribbean. And yep. um, I haven't yep. done much travel in Africa yet, but that's definitely, like, 2021. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure, for sure. On my radar. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, honestly, we should all just boycott. <laughs> um, Caucasian countries in 2021 like hey, well, yeah you know, not, not, you know not all because if you go to Europe they have, they have you go to Europe they actually have a lot of a lot of uh black people but a lot of them um they do have a lot of black people but they come from different parts of the country which like I said it's a lot different um like luckily I haven't came through any uh experience of, of prejudice in another country I don't think um and I'm very aware of what's going on but uh, I do have family and friends that have, especially in countries like, you know, uh, in, the, in, in Europe, different, different places in Europe. I've had friends that's encountered, you know, different situations of prejudice. But luckily, mm -hmm. like I said, I haven't had to deal with that at this time. And like I said, I'm not too fond of those countries. Anyways, that's at the back of my list. The, fir the first, I love the Caribbean islands and the beach places, so. Yeah. yeah. No, I definitely, Europe is kind of interesting because, like, a lot of the microaggressions come from, like, feelings towards immigrants yep, and like exactly. African immigrants so it's like yep. like do you hate me because I'm black or because you yep. think I'm an immigrant then <laughs> it just gets messy yeah. Yeah. even in the Caribbean it can get messy like yeah if you go to the tourist places, depending on where you go everywhere is kind of messy low-key but I think yeah, just, I think every type of experience traveling, like, if you can incorporate some type of interaction with the non-white people that live there, I think your trip is a lot more dynamic, um, oh. definitely. Yeah, yeah, especially depending okay. on where you go. 
Yeah. So our last question for the interview is just why do you think it's important for the Black community to travel? We have a lot of listeners. It's kind of split. Like a lot of people travel a lot and some are just getting into travel or might have fears or just um, different ideas of like what it means to travel while Black. So just why do you think it's important? You spend a lot of time teaching people about credit and like finances and how to use that to just to kind of live the life you want and traveling is a part of that. So just like, what's your perspective on why it's important? Yeah, I think it's important just because I think that, um, you know, not any, not any, you know, shade thrown, but I feel like a lot of um, African-Americans in the United States at least are uh, in their own, they're stuck in their own little circle or box. You know, a lot of people has never been out of their state. A lot of people has never been out the country and that could be for many reasons. That could be because maybe, you know, they were never introduced by uh, parents or, or anything like that. Maybe financially they couldn't afford it, but that's a good thing with um, travel hacks is that you don't need a lot of money to do this. So you just need to have the right information, the right education and the right credit to do so. So that's why credit is so important because credit can be leveraged for not only travel hacking, but it can be leveraged for your business as well. If you don't have money to start a business, you know who's gonna lend you that money? The bank's gonna give you that money if you show that you're credit worthy, meaning that you show that you make your payments on time, you have a 700, you have low credit balances, et cetera. So credit is like the, the center point of everything when it comes to travel hacking, starting a business, getting free money from the banks. You never want to use your own money. You always want to use OPM, which is other people's money. So yeah, that's why it's so important. I don't want to go on a tangent on credit, but um, that's, why it's so important. <laughs> that's why it's so important to travel just so you can see different um, cultures. Um, and a lot of the times you're going to be more, um, a lot of people think that, you know, certain places in the United States is poverty or in a lot of poverty. Um, if you go to some other countries, you're, you'll see some poverty and it, it makes you a whole lot more humble. So that's why it's so important to see other places and speak to other people and cultures. Yeah. Plot twist. This episode was not about traveling for free. It was about um, <laughs> LLC Twitter and getting your credit right. <laughs> Okay. Um, this was great. Um, I learned a lot. I have a list of cards I need to go apply for. Um, yeah, I think that this is going to be super valuable for everyone. Um, to close out, just let everyone know where they can reach you, um, reiterate what services you offer and like how they can start working with you and, you know, get some free trips in 2021. Yeah. Uh, so for the sake of it being a travel platform, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just go ahead and throw those ones out there. So um, my main Instagram is Credit Sheldon. Um, that's my main Instagram. Um, if you guys need any credit repair services, we can take care of that. Um, and then um, in order to join my, uh, with basically my VIP Close Friends group, where I teach people how to travel for free, leverage your credit, fix your own credit, et cetera, um, you can find me at Credit Millennial on Instagram. So those are going to be my two um, Instagram handles for travel or credit related things. Perfect. And we will have those in the show notes. So if you didn't catch those, you can get those show notes at melaninandmiles.com. So thank you so much, Sheldon. This was awesome. Um, really enjoyed this conversation. I learned a lot and um, I can't wait to learn more. I'm in the close friends group, y'all. So I already vetted it for y'all. So um, go join. It's really valuable, especially if you're like, like me just graduated from school and you're just like trying to figure out credit and all of that stuff yeah well, thanks for having me and like i said if you guys need any help let me know great